you know, hunters like it's it's you know game recognized game. But hunters know when when somebody knows what they're doing and what they're talking about, you can understand it. And you can see it. You know, other people just want to talk talk a big game or whatever. Some of the 3D shoots that we went to last year, I met some guys that have been in the game longer than me that are, you know, three, four, five years ahead of me as far as the business is concerned. And man, talk about knowledge coming from there. Those aren't the guys, dude, and they're selling the same product as me. Like we're going after the same customers. And when those guys tell you with the genuine, like, hey man, if I can ever help you or if I could give you an advice on whatever, that to me is like heartwarming. That's pretty cool. If you're hunting private land, there's no bag limit or season dates. You know, I logged on to Hawaii, whatever it is, Game and Fish, and, and I purchased a hunting license and I got my out-of-state tag and whatever else it is they made me pay. Uh, I think it was like 120, 130 bucks, so it's not bad. And after that, I was good. I was legal. And since we were hunting on private land, the dates didn't matter. The weapon choice didn't matter. And then super tall vegetation to my right and to my left. So mm -hmm. I had already kind of gridded that whole area as best as I could by myself and didn't turn anything up or any more blood. So Daniel and I started gridding and like this is ridiculous gridding because we're basically hand to hand because you can't see through the grass. So we right. grid all the way to the road on the left and nothing. We stop, we get a drink of water and we're like, well, the only other place is to the right. And this entire time, this damn buck was about 25 yards off to my right where I had been working. I get a sight of him, he doesn't know I'm there. I zip one more through him, which is the third shot. He stands up, he sees Daniel, and the minute he sees him, he turns directly towards him, lowers his head and charges him. So from my vantage point, all I could see is Daniel standing in the middle of these horns. Like you're looking at an animal from the rear and he just puts his head down and all I see is this thing going as fast as it can. <laughs> at my buddy Daniel. Welcome to Days in the Wild Big Game Hunting Podcast brought to you by Phoenix Shooting Bags. A couple things before we jump to this episode. Please, you heard me say a million times, go give us a review on iTunes. Helps me keep this podcast free and uh, helps with the ratings. Also, go check out Phoenix Shooting Bags. If you use our promo code, John Stallone, all one word, you save 20% off on anything. And it's not just shooting bags. They do glassing pads, they're working on some other really cool stuff coming up here for the hunter bow hunters also so go check them out phoenixshootingbags.com and uh if you're looking for a really good hunt i have some really good opportunities for you uh, hit us up on daysinthewild.com or check out my blog johnstallone.me and uh send us an email if you're looking to do a coos deer hunt javelina mule deer mule deer in south dakota we got some opportunities in California as well. So uh, give me a call if you're looking to do something different this year and uh, like to get on a special hunt, Days in the Wild Outfitters, and uh, we will uh, we'll take care of you. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hi, welcome to Days in the Wild Big Game Hunting Podcast brought to you by Phoenix Shooting Bags. Uh, today, we're going to continue with our... Uh, I don't even know what to call it really. I haven't even given it a name, but like a listener appreciation and we're, we're getting on different guys uh, that, that listen to the podcast and uh, sharing some of their stories with us. And uh, we have our uh, Armando Martinez who actually uh, owns a company called the bow hitch makes product. Uh, and that's how uh, him and I kind of met. But um, anyway, I'll let Armando tell you about it. How's it going, man? I'm doing well, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 
Yeah, why don't you give us a little rundown about yourself and then a quick little rundown about the bow hitch and then we'll uh, we'll get to that story. I'm interested to hear cool. about right, it. Right on. Me, you know, uh, born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I work for the fire department over here. I'm set to retire here in the next about 10 months. But uh, did my time over here uh, over the last maybe 10, 12 years or so. I did some guiding here in New Mexico. Uh, with Hunters New Mexico Outfitters, a buddy of mine from work. He started his own company that's done really well, has a hell of an outfit, and uh, I was blessed to be part of that and and learn a lot from him. And uh, that kind of got me, you know, I grew up hunting, but that got me kind of on the next level of hunting. And ever since then, it's just been a part of my life and, you know, introduced it to the wife. She didn't grow up hunting, so now it's a part of her life. My kids are, you know, part of their life now. And it's just evolved into, uh, you know, you mentioned the bow hitch. It evolved into uh, actually inventing a product for bow hunting. That uh, is, it's a new product, but it's it's kicking butt and it's doing really well. So, you know, anybody who's willing to look it up and, and give it a check, you know, thebowhitch.com or we're at the bow hitch. It has to be Dubbo Hitch on Instagram and Facebook. And, uh, you know, I really like what you do. I love, you know, what you put out there and, and you're just, uh, you know, from what little I know, you know, on a personal level is like, you're an honest guy. When I reached out to you and said, Hey, I'd love for you. You know, I, I was following you and said, this guy's a, this guy's a killer. You know, you're a predator hunter. You do it with the bow that turned me on right there to you. I said, this guy, you know, this guy's a real deal. So, uh, long story short, he, uh, he said, you know, I think your product looks cool, but it's not for me, but good luck with everything. And, uh, still i wanted to continue following and learn from you and um and that's that's how you know john and i got got introduced to one another so uh um congratulations on you and your success because you've grown over the last couple of years like crazy too so keep it up to you thank you thank you um yeah that's uh i'm I'm like uh blushing a little bit (laughs) (laughs) no no i mean well you you know, hunters like it's it's you know game recognized game. But hunters know when when somebody knows what they're doing and what they're talking about, you can understand it and you can see it. You know, other people just want to talk talk a big game or whatever. But yeah, whatever. You know, yeah, is yeah, what it is. That's the kind of sport we're in. You know, you you're gonna see a lot of that, of course. Yeah. You know, there's there is but, there's that, and there's everybody. Everybody's got an opinion about something, dude. I see it all the time. It's like. It's one of the few sports where people always feel like they gotta tell you what <laughs> what they think, you know, like what what you should be doing. Right. I, I see it all the time when I put up videos. I just got with me and my my uh, my buddy Charles were laughing at a couple of the comments that I I just posted my elk hunt from uh, from this past season here, and I posted it up and like some of the some of the comments you get, it's just crazy, like. I mean, I don't want to put anybody on blast, but one of them was actually kind of funny. And I don't know if he was trying to be funny, but he put it on there and he's like, I can do better. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, dude, cool. <laughs> you know? Oh, like, well, I didn't know I didn't know I was competing with you, but that's oh, sweet, that's dude, man. I'm glad you could do better. Do it. <laughs> you know? <Damn>. It's like <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, we're but, definitely in the industry of unsolicited advice. Right. Yes. You know, yes. Every once in a while, you get a pearl. You know, it depends who you're talking. To. Yeah. You know, I if mean, if it's some rando dude that just shows up, he's probably not going to drop knowledge on you. It's more no. of a, a, a story. But yeah, you know, like some of the 3D shoots that we went to last year, I met some some guys that have been in the game longer than me that are you know three, four, five years ahead of me as far as the business is concerned. Mm-hmm. And man talk about knowledge coming from there, but those aren't the guys, dude. And they're selling the, you know, same product as me. Like we're going after the same customers. Mm -hmm. And when, when those guys tell you with a genuine, like, Hey man, if I can ever help you, or if I could give you an advice on whatever, like that to me is like heartwarming that, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. There's a lot of really good people. There's a lot of really good people. And there's a lot of people that, should have listened to their moms when they gave them that advice back in the day. They said, if you don't got nothing nice to say, you keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? There's, but, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, sir. anyway, so you hit me up and you said you had a really cool story about your trip to Hawaii, right? I did. I yeah. did. I'm actually really curious about Hawaii, man. I've been wanting to go for years and I keep, you know, coming up with something else or another excuse not to go but i'm going to do oh, it here man. eventually i'll uh you know i could start from the beginning kind of give you how everything got going and yeah give and, us a rundown. Uh, okay so hawaii the individual that i went hunting with in hawaii i met three years ago or four years ago he uh he, he came on a hunt and he was doing some long-range shooting at uh, one of the shooting schools that gets put on and my buddy was one of the uh, instructors so they hit it off um he tells me, hey, bro, you know, I met this guy from Hawaii, super cool dude. He says he kills a shitload of animals in Hawaii, and uh, we hit it off. So I'm, I think, uh, you know, I'm going to have him put in with me in New Mexico. <clears throat> if we draw, will you come uh, come hunt with us? Yeah, no problem. Let me know. And as luck would have it, they drew out. So, Oh, people uh, actually draw in New Mexico? <laughs> well, not New Mexicans. He's from Hawaii. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's from Hawaii, so. Uh, oh, just joking. So, so uh, anyhow, he he tells me they draw out, they draw the units, the dates, whatever. And, uh, so I said, okay, you know, I, I told you I'll go, I'll go. Um, so he gives me the guy's number. He tells me, you know, give him a call about this time or text him, whatever, and and uh, pick him up from the airport, and we'll meet you guys on the mountain. So. I shoot him a text and hey man this is you know my name's armando i'm here to pick you up whenever you get here give me a call and so <laughs> he uh he lands and he tells me he's at the gate and i said okay what are you wearing and he tells me oh, i'm in sitka and so i text him back i said um okay but what's sitka and there was like a super long pause like super long to where i think i kind of blew his mind a little bit <laughs> and uh and he says it's a camouflage so I said, oh, okay, I'll find you. And uh, so I pull up and I see him there with his rifle. And, you know, I could already tell he's sizing me up. And, and he opens the door and I'm in all my Sitka stuff. And he started laughing. And so since then, we kind of hit it off. But uh, so that's, that's how we met. That's how we got our Hawaiian contact. Super good dude. We went uh, into New Mexico, killed a really nice meal there. I think it was day one, day one or day two. Nice. And uh, he invited us to go to Hawaii. Um, so that, I mean, that, that's how our friendship started. He came down, we killed another nice mealy last year, but this year we had a trip planned to, uh, to go out there and hunt access deer. So for those of you who haven't hunted Hawaii, 
I'm no expert, but I did my, you know, reading on the rules and regs and whatnot. And essentially they do have a game and fish and they do have mm-hmm. a season for parts of the islands and for particular areas that are regulated. But the majority of the islands are privately owned. And if you're hunting private land, there's no bag limit or season dates. So, you know, I logged on to Hawaii, whatever it is, Game and Fish, and and I purchased a hunting license and I got my out-of-state tag and whatever else it is they made me pay. Uh, I think it was like 120, 130 bucks, so it's not bad. And after that, I was good. I was legal. And since we were hunting on private land, the dates didn't matter. The weapon choice didn't matter. And we were just, we were, we were set to go. So that that's how Hawaii works as far as private land. As far as public land and drawing tags, I know there are certain areas you need to apply for and you're competing with other hunters, kind of like the rest of our states here on the Western side. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, we didn't have to go through that. Right. Um, so flew out there. My buddy told me before I left, he's like, you know, what are you going to bring? What are you going to shoot? I said, I'm just going to shoot my bow. He's like, well, I think you should probably bring a rifle. And I was like, well, I mean, really, I'm going out there to try to promote the bow hitch and see if I can get something done with my bow. And he's telling me how, you know, how difficult the animals are to kill, how tough they are, how skittish they are. And, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of trying to convince me not to bring my bow. And I'm like, bro, I mean, that's what I want to do. Like, if I don't get it done, I don't get it done. But it's not going to be for lack of trying or, you know, this is my this is my goal. So fast forward to us being there, all I take is my bow. So he tells me when I'm finally there, he's like, you know what? Why don't you shoot one of your buddy's rifles and I'll let you shoot a buck day one, like first thing in the morning, just that way you have something to take home. You know, worst case scenario, you have one buck to take home mm-hmm. and, and you're, and you're happy. So I was like, shit, I'm good with that. If you're good with that, you know, so I get, uh, you know, I get, get with one of the guys, borrow his gun, uh, whiskey mountain dynamics is a guy, Mark Quintana. He makes, that's his custom, custom rifles. He builds the gun. So nice. he's who I was there with. So I borrowed his, uh, it's a seven LRM and first thing in the morning shot a beautiful buck. We just, you know, I set up on him once and he crossed through cause it was still a little bit dark and there, man. It's uh, like you hunt a lot of coos deer. It's just like a coos deer being wide in the open and you're like, it's not there anymore. And then mm-hmm. he flickers his ear and he's there. Same thing with these deer. They just, they blend in really, really well out in that, uh, out, out where we were hunting. So long story short, it's kind of dark, got the super fine crosshair on the rifle and I'm not able to take a shot. So I let him pass about 15 minutes later, he pops up on the opposite hillside. I get back on him, lay down and shoot him with the gun, take a couple pictures. And, and then he says, all right, man, go grab your bow. Good luck. You know, this, mm-hmm. this guy's going to take you to another area. Uh, we get into the spot, start seeing deer right away. <clears throat> Wind swirls on us on our first kind of approach, but I could hear them barking or I don't even know what they call it. I think it's roaring. a roaring. Yeah. A roar. Okay. So it was roaring and it was badass. We hit the rut just right. Um, so didn't get in on the first ones. Got a little footage. Got to see my first ones on the hoof, you know, within like 120 yards. It was super cool. Take a shot. Uh, so we work work our way up about another, I don't know, 500, 800 yards. We're a decent little ways, a little hike, but we're going nice and slow. This is little rollers that were kind of going up and down and 
checking the drainages and uh, see some off to my left. Mm-hmm. Stop the guy that I'm hunting with. He looks at it. He says, yeah, that's a shooter for sure. So we kind of back up. I drop into an arroyo, sneak up on him. Um, and I actually have a YouTube video coming out of this. So this particular hunt that I'm talking about right now that happened this morning, opening morning, mm-hmm. took took place because I made a mistake on my dates on flying out. I thought I was flying out Monday night. So that's why they were giving me kind of like the golden treatment. Like, hey, go ahead and shoot one with the rifle mm-hmm. and then shoot one with your bow because you leave tonight at midnight. So they rolled out the red carpet for me and treated me fantastic. So I go after this buck. Okay, back to the story. I go back to this buck, 43 yards. I shoot. Shot felt great. Everything looked good to me. You know, as far as the shooter, the guide was like, you know, I mean, your arrow was perfect flight path. It looked good to me. Super long story short, you'll have to watch the video, but I end up losing the buck. I searched for him for 12 hours. Like I was like so dehydrated, like, that heat out there in the wind is just super dehydrated, man. Plus, walking up and down these hills looking for blood, boulder fields, like this, the terrain is a lot. Uh, you know, it's island paradise, but it's it's pretty rough. You know, mm-hmm. it can be some difficult terrain to traverse. But uh, 12 hours later, they called me off and they're like, all right, man, like, that's it, game over. So I left without finding the buck. I got on blood and I lost him in a big boulder field. And, sure. um, just just is what it is so anyhow that night i go back to the room pack up all my shit they drop me off at the airport i go to check in and the lady's like sir uh are you sure you fly out today like yeah i have reservations i have my ticket i got everything and so i show it to her and she kind of gives me like that you're an idiot look (laughs) and she goes sweetheart you fly out tomorrow so I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is so like gift and a curse. Like, yeah, I feel shitty because my family's waiting for me. My guys just left me and now they got to come back and get me. But at the same time, I'm thinking, well, at least I'm hunting another day. So it could, right. could be worse. So the next morning we get back out and uh, the guys come to pick us up from our room. And uh, he tells me, he's like, well, where's your bow? I was like, you know, and I, I was so grateful and just like, dude, I shot one yesterday. I should have found it. Like, I'm good. It's okay, man. I really appreciate it. He says, I'll tell you what, if you're willing to hunt by yourself, you can go back out today. All right. Like, I'm not going to tell you no. He said, but I'm going to have to drop you off and I'm going to take these other guys out. So I was like, dude, I prefer that. That's perfect. So I get my bow, jump in the truck. I'm ready to rock. He gives me kind of a little game plan. Like you're going to be walking along this kind of road. It's slightly elevated. Then there's a little uh, break off to the right hand side and fields on your all the way to your right. So just picture, you know, you're walking straight ahead. You've got a nice road that you're walking along about a 20, 20 to 30 foot embankment that kind of drops down and has lots of vegetation in the middle, separating the road from a really beautiful field of like waist high grass okay. where the deer are feeding at on your right hand side. And then they're working their way over to the left to cross over the road. So he said, walk along this, keep your eyes out to the right. The deer should be crossing over. So I jump out, I'm walking along. I'm trying to do a little intro for the video and I freaking hear a deer blow to the right of me. Uh, never saw him cause it was still kind of dark, but I heard him blow, dropped down, saw him, 
they took off, kind of boogered out, didn't really know what I was because I had good wind. But uh, continue to wake my, make my way down, and I see another herd of deer. And inside this herd of deer is two bucks. I'm about 120 out. So I get off of the road, and I drop down into the right, and I start working my way through these trees on the fringe of the trees and the grass. And I get as close as I can, and I'm probably about 80 yards to the closest doe to me. Mm-hmm. when I kind of run out of cover and, you know, I have about 10 more yards of cover in front of me, 10 to 15 more yards of cover in front of me. However, there's a really nice trail that's coming parallel to me that was paralleling the road. So I start, you know, fighting that fight. My wind is perfect. Sun's still not even up. I saw about another 20 minutes before the sun comes up. So I'm in a good spot. So I'm watching them. They're making noise mm-hmm. They're running around and playing. So I convinced myself, okay, this is your last day. Like, if this doesn't happen, you're probably not going to shoot shit. So go make it happen. Right. So I get up because I had built myself like a little seat on this berm. So I was sitting down nice and comfortable. So I get up and I start sneaking in and I'm walking, you know, about that 10 yards to where I get to the end of cover and they're feeding around. They still don't know I'm there, and but I run out of cover. So I'm like, damn it. Like, dude, what were you thinking? Like, Sit your ass back down where you, you know, you need to sit down. You know, they're coming, like, just let it play out the way it's supposed to play out. So I backtrack that 10, 12 yards and I go back to my seat and I sit down. And about 10 minutes later, they start beating towards me. So I'm like, all right, cool. My first shot opportunity is kind of a quartering angle off to my right. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it was 23 yards is my first window. Oh, wow. So just behind that window was uh, a tree where I was going to be able to draw. So I said, okay. He gets behind there. That's where I draw. I got 23 yards, like 18 and 12 are my three shot opportunities uh, in, in between these tree gaps. So as luck would have it, dude, the buck cuts off the doe and starts coming first. Nice. So now my heart is just pounding and pounding and just, you know, like adrenaline rush. And okay, dude, like basics, slow down, good shot. Wind is right. Doesn't know you're here. Like, don't fuck up basically is all I'm thinking. So he starts coming 23 yards, bam, full draw, super smooth, super quiet. Like everything's legit. He walks through my 23 yards without ever knowing I'm there. Okay. Just wait on him. It's my 18 yard mark stops. And I'm like, he doesn't know I'm here. He, he kind of had a decent shot, but there was a tree kind of blocking my 18 yard shot. So I said, Nope, just wait. And the damn thing comes 12 yards and he's perfectly parallel to me. And he's looking like if I'm not even there, he's just looking down the road. I zip it right behind his shoulder, pass through, just blood instant, takes off about, I don't know, 75 yards and stops. (laughs) Still doesn't know I'm there. So I'm watching him and I watch him and I'm like, all right, cool. We got him you know, did a little YouTube deal or whatever recording. Like, Hey, just shot him right behind the shoulder. Perfect shot. He's just bedded down. I'm going to give him a little while. Then I'll go get him. So I'm, <laughs> I'm ecstatic at this point. Right. I've never taken a shot that close at an animal, much less an axis deer, like in Hawaii. So everything going through my head is just like, you know, pretty overwhelming. I was, I was pretty excited. And, um, so I go, I, you know, grab my bow and I start walking towards him. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I gave him enough time. I said, I'll go get him now. Sun's up. 
I'm walking around and keep in mind that the grass is like anywhere from your thigh to your hip high. So, and it's so thick that unless you're like three or four feet away, uh-huh. you can't see the animal. You cannot see at all what's down there. All right. So if you put your binos down or you put your backpack down or something, you will lose it just because it's so thick. So I'm walking up to him and I'm like, damn it, he's got to be pretty close to this area. You know, I saw him go down in here. I've got my blood. I'm following the blood. And all of a sudden I see his horns pop up. Oh shit. So I drop back down. I'm watching him about 10, 15 minutes. So because the grass is so tall, I can't get the right angle on him. I I can't tell what it, I can't tell what angle he's at rather. And so I'm looking and looking and he's bedded away from me. I know that, but I kind of sit up with my bow and I'm trying to just get the angle and just as I do, he glances back and catches my movement. So he jumps up and he bounds off. He takes two big bounds and then walks off the rest of the way over a small little horizon in this field where I lost him. Hmm. But I could I could see the blood and I'm like, dude, I, I really don't know how this thing is alive. Um, but I mean, whatever it is, what it is, I know he's alive. I just saw him. So he goes over the hill. I chill out again. I give him some more time, get back on the blood find some good blood and then all of a sudden it dries up so now i'm super freaking out this is like three hours later that i've already been working and gritting and you know doing all the things you're supposed to do and they get a phone call and they're like hey man what's up like dude i stuck one and as embarrassing as this sounds like i hit another one and now i'm out of blood you know like now i feel like shit right um Oh man, it was the worst. Like even thinking about it now makes me uh-huh. sick. So like I smoked one. I don't know how it's alive, but I know it, it was alive, you know, a couple hours ago. So, if, you know, they said, you want some help? Yeah, we'll send this guy with you, Daniel. So Daniel comes to help me. They come to drop him off for me. And uh, so I explained the shot, where I was, what happened. We replay it. Okay. So from where the blood dried up, if you're continuing to look straight ahead of you, the field's kind of... It was almost like it was over irrigated or burnt out or something. It was just super dry vegetation with like maybe, you know, two, three inches of grass. So he couldn't be hiding in there. And then super tall vegetation to my right and to my left. So Mm -hmm. I had already kind of gridded that whole area as best as I could by myself and didn't turn anything up or any more blood. So Daniel and I started gridding and like this is ridiculous gridding because we're basically like hand to hand because you can't see through the grass. So we right. grid all the way to the road on the left and nothing. We stop, we get a drink of water and we're like, well, the only other place is to the right. And this entire time, this damn buck was about 25 yards off to my right where I had been working, but he was, he was just bedded in there and I couldn't see him and I couldn't smell him because of the wind. So anyway, we start working that way and he freaking jumps up and does the same thing. Two leaps, and then starts walking. You can tell he's hurting. And so now the grass is just tall enough to where I could see his neck and his head. And he just looks like this, you know, and he's not a giant animal to me. You know, I'm like, dude, this is a monarch walking through, you know, yeah. the Hawaiian safari. Like I was just like blown away. And uh, so I'm like, do not lose him. So I'm glad I put my glass on him and I watch him. He, he walks off probably about another 250 yards and he beds right before he gets into some super thick shit. And I knew if he gets into that thick stuff, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have him anymore. So mm-hmm. we sat down, watched him for about a half an hour, and my buddy tells me he's like, "Dude, he's hurt. Like, 
I think we saw him bed down. He said it looked like he bedded down, but if there's a little arroyo or wash in that exact spot, it could have been him walking right. and not, not leaning forward to bed down. So now my mind is going a thousand miles an hour. And he says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go behind it. I'll put on my AirPod. I'm going to work my way behind where he should be and try to corral him towards you. And this guy's a rifle hunter. He's not a bow hunter. So I'm like, dude, like this is a bow and arrow. Like just because he stands up and starts running or doing whatever doesn't mean I'm going to be able to shoot him. He's like, well, I at least want him to come this way. If you could shoot him, shoot him, you know, whatever. So So I kind of convinced myself that he was dead already. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, if you want to, if you want to go over there, I'll let you go over there. If he jumps up, like, I don't think he's going to jump up because I think he's dead. So he puts his AirPod in. I pull out my glass. I'm holding him. Got my bow hanging on my bow edge. Put my phone on top of my bino case holder. So I'm talking speakerphone to him, and he has his AirPod in. So I walk him right to the spot where he was. And so I tell him, Daniel, like, five more feet, and you should be standing where he was at. As soon as I said that, the buck jumps up. Daniel runs behind him. And freaking starts corralling this thing and literally runs to, to cut him off like a damn blue healer. And the animal, the animal turns and starts running kind of catty corner to me. So I'm like, oh shit. So I grab, you know, I have a, a arrow knocked already. I crawl in the grass. I just kind of like a low run and I'm hiding in the grass and I'm cutting off the angle running to him. And this, this whole time, Daniel is screaming, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> and he's just going bananas, dude, just losing his mind, yelling to shoot him. So I'm waiting for it to come closer and closer and closer. So uh, I'm crouching in the grass and I finally get to where I'm comfortable. I draw back and I stand up and he's probably about 35 yards is what I guessed him for. 35 yards sent it, boom, straight through the shoulders. Thing keeps running, goes about another 50 yards, and then beds down again. Oh, my God. So I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, Remind me not to insane. shoot the broadheads that you're shooting. <laughs> I know. Dude, I, uh, yeah. And, and I've had I, – I, I know. And I've had great success. I know. It sucks. It's just, just the way it goes, man. But So anyhow, he goes and he beds down. So he tells me, dude, just shoot him again. He goes, I'm going to record it. Just shoot him again. So I'm like, dude, he's dead. He's, you mean, he's like – do you want him to get up and run again and we lose him in the stick shit? I said, well, good point. I'll shoot him again. So Daniel goes up ahead of me and up ahead of the animal and he start, he flips his phone on to video. At this point, I start walking up towards the animal and I sent you these pictures where you can see where I shot him from. I'm like five yards away, not even probably three yards away. I get a sight of him. He doesn't know I'm there. I zip one more through him, which is the third shot. He stands up. He sees Daniel, and the minute he sees him, he turns directly towards him, lowers his head, and charges him. So from my vantage point, all I could see is Daniel standing in the middle of these horns. Like, you're looking at an animal from the rear, and he just puts his head down, and all I see is this thing going as fast as it can (laughs) at my buddy Daniel. And uh, and so, so this thing is just going right at him, and at the last second, he yells and jumps sideways and as he's jumping sideways the video camera's still running and it catches the images of the deer running by him okay and it it expires about 10 feet past him because he jumped out of the way and so once the deer goes down i run up to him i'm like dude are you all right 
He's like, dude, that fucker charged me. And I talked to like, I, I know, like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Well, I looked down at his shoe and his foot is covered in blood. I'm like, dude, are you sure he didn't get you? And he goes, no, that's not my blood. And uh, sure enough, we slowed down and watched the video and were able to get screenshots off of it. And the animal actually brushed against him. Oh, shit. And, uh, and expired right there. But, uh, you know, you can see, you can see on the, the pictures that I sent you, like the shot placement was money, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, like from what I know now, I'd go a little bit further fo- forward, but I thought, I thought at the time that that was a great shot, but, um, yeah, brutal. But yeah. That, that's it was, crazy. It was, it was cool. It was so, so, so cool. That's awesome though. That's a good story. Yeah. So, I mean, I've never been like been that close to an animal and, like even when he was telling me I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go behind him and I'm going to corral him. And he's like, should I take one of your arrows? What if he attacks me? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, Daniel, like he's not yeah. going to attack you. He's going to run. If he's going to do anything, he's going to run from you. He's not going to attack you. So plus I need those arrows. Yeah. So no. And uh, sure enough, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, you never know what a wild animal is going to do when if. You're, yeah, you're he was hurt. Putting it yeah. against, the, you know. I don't blame him. I don't yeah. blame the animal, not at all. Like, uh, but anyhow, that was, uh, you know, to be there and to experience it right after the lows, you know, of the day before, and the highs of being able to do it. And, you know, I thought, dude, my, my, my deer's dead 75 yards away. Like, yeah. I know he's dead. To go through the whole roller coaster and having to try to find another one, oh, it was devastating. That's but nuts. uh we got him. Awesome. Yep. So oh, sweet, that's my man. story. Yeah. So uh, thanks. Uh thanks that was for a good it. one. Absolutely. No, I was good. Um just uh real quick, I know you kind of said it, but uh where can uh listeners find out about the bow hitch? Sure, the bow hitch is at thebowhitch.com. So you just be sure to include the thebowhitch.com and then uh at uh the bow hitch on Instagram and Facebook. We're a new company. Me and my partner are firefighters. Like this whole business deal is totally out of our realm and out of our element. However, we're learning and we're picking up new things and trying to make it better. Like our communication is really good. So if you have a question or a concern or whatever, like we're really good at that. But, you know, like our Shopify page is, you know, adequate to get us, uh, to get you what you need. Right. We're on YouTube. You know, you look at the bow hitch on YouTube and it, it shows you how it works, what it's supposed to do and how to make sure you get the right size. But, um, we're, uh, we ain't going anywhere. I could tell you that much. Like, uh, based upon our start, we're, we'll be around a while. Awesome. Well, sweet, man. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing the story with us. Yeah, you got it. Thanks. Uh, thank you guys. And if you have questions on the Hawaiian stuff. Uh, yeah. Shoot me a DM, shoot me a DM or, uh, or an email or whatever. And we'll, uh, we'll get it. Get you answered up. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. All right, John. Thank Uh, you very much, brother. And I hope you have a great rest of the season. You too. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out daysinthewild.com and be sure to give us a review on iTunes. Thank you. And we'll check you out on the next episode.